Hey everyone, Chris here from the IELTS VIP podcast. So welcome to the IELTS VIP podcast. And in this podcast, we're going to focus on a pronunciation feature, intonation. So there are many different pronunciation features um, that could come up on test day or will be tested on test day. And one of those is intonation. And that's what we're going to focus on today. Um, this is known as one of the higher level uh, pronunciation features. Um, this incl those include uh, things like sentence stress, word stress, connected speech, and intonation. And if you're hoping to get one of the, the higher bands, uh, a band 8 or a band 9, in the speaking test, you really need to work on your intonation and make sure that your intonation sounds as natural as possible. So what I'm going to do in this podcast is tell you why intonation is important, give you some examples of good intonation and what it means for um, the IELTS speaking test. And then we're going to give you two techniques to improve your intonation, one short term and one long term. Um, I always try to give you guys short term techniques so that you can improve things as quickly as possible because I know many of you might have your test next week or in two weeks or really, really, um, you know, coming up really quickly. Or you might be someone who wants to focus on long-term improvement and you might have your test in a month or two months or three months which is even better so we're going to give you short-term and long-term techniques for improving your intonation so, so let's start off with what is intonation well you've probably heard um, as i've been speaking and when you're listening to youtube or podcasts or tv shows or movies or just listening in real life to native english speakers our voices naturally go up and go down. So it's all about tone. And this is really, really important because intonation conveys emotion and it conveys meaning. So it can, can tell the listener how you're feeling and it can tell, give the listener a message. It can, it can change the meaning of words and phrases. So let me demonstrate a few examples of that. So imagine if I go home tonight to my wife and I say, thanks very much for making dinner, but I'm going to the pub with my friends to watch football. So she might say one word to me, F-I-N-E, but she might say it in two different ways. She might say, fine, okay, fine, going up, or she might say, fine, going down. So that's the same word, but it has two completely different meanings because the intonation is different. Okay, so one, fine, means you are free to go with your friends and I don't care and I'm happy. Fine, going down means I'm not happy and things are not going to be very good for you tonight. Um, so as you can see, two completely different meanings from one word. And the difference there is tone. One's going up, fine. One's going down, fine. The other example I used to use when I was teaching in the classroom was Imagine you as a student walk into the classroom and you're late and the teacher says to you, hello, please sit down, hello, please sit down, or they say, hello, please sit down, hello, please sit down. So again, exact same words, but different intonation, meaning very, very different meaning and different emotion. One means, you know, don't worry about being late. It's fine, just sit down, I don't care. The other one means it's not okay that you're late and I'm 
annoyed with you um, and try not to do it again. So there's a, a lot of um, different emotions and messaging and, and a lot of um, subtext in, um, included in uh, when you use intonation. So it's really, really, really important. And I'd say the, the, the number one uh, problem when I'm dealing with higher level students, so students who need a band seven, eight or nine, the number one intonation problem is not going up and down incorrectly, although that does happen. It's normally that they have very, very, very flat intonation. Their intonation does not change that much. It just stays very same. It just stays the same uh, throughout the test. So they'll say, hello, my name is blah, blah, blah. I am from X, Y, Z. You know, it just stays exactly the same. It doesn't go up or down. And normally the advice I give to those, those people is, um, if you're hoping to get one of the higher bands, you know, if you're just needing a band six, for example, intonation it doesn't really matter. Uh, but if you're hoping to get a band seven, eight or nine, you should try and improve your intonation. And there are two ways that I teach uh, intonation or help people improve. One is a short-term way, and it's actually very, very effective, and you can improve your intonation pretty much immediately. Um, the other way is more long-term, um, and I would really, really recommend this if it's something that you need to work on. So, the, the short-term way. So, uh, think about it this way. How can we instantly improve our intonation? Well, remember that into, intonation conveys how we're feeling about something. So if you go into the test and you are just feeling really stressed out and really nervous or what happens a lot of the time, the, the student is obviously bored um, and just doesn't want to be there, then that is going to come across in your, through your tonality, through your intonation. Same with like, um, if I'm speaking to someone, imagine that I'm speaking to a new student and I, they come in and I say, Hello, my name's Chris. It's great that you're here. I'm really happy that you are my student. Like, does that? What would the, how would the student feel? The student would feel terrible because they're like, this person doesn't really care about me. They're saying the words, but their tone um, tells me that they're really bored or or disinterested in me. So, how can you instantly improve your intonation? Be more enthusiastic and speak with purpose and speak with passion. I don't mean to go in there and <laughs> go into the, the test and be like, hey, how are you? Everything, like, you know, speak like a Disney character, which a lot of, for some reason, some students do that. I think they grow up learning, you know, watching Disney movies or something like that, and they speak like, like Mickey Mouse. Um, don't be like that, but just go in and, and speak, pretend that you are passionate about what you're speaking about. Pretend that you are enthusiastic, you want to be there, and you're enthusiastic about the test. Because if you do that, naturally, your intonation is going to improve. And for many of the students I work with, that fixes it pretty much immediately. Now, I know that they're going to be asking you really boring questions. You know, like, tell me about your hometown, and describe your f the favorite room in your house, and, you know, really quite boring, mundane questions. But for those 15 minutes 
that you're in the test center and you're doing the speaking test, just try to become like an actor or an actress and pretend that you are really happy to be there, that you're enthusiastic to be speaking to the examiner. And that is not only going to help your intonation, um, it's going to help the, the, the two-way conversation that you're having with the examiner because 90% of students are either so stressed out that they're speaking like a robot like this or they just don't want to be there. Like there's a huge number of students who their parents or their boss or whoever is forcing them to be there um, and they don't really want to be there. So just that little uh, fix is going to fix a huge number of your problems. So that's a short-term solution. Be enthusiastic, be passionate, and, and you can't just switch it on on test day. You can't be like a robot and speaking like this and very monotone during, when you're practicing and then turn it on immediately. Same way as an actor or an actress can't, you go on to, to the set and just immediately start doing, um, doing the scene. They have to do a little bit of practice. You have to audition in a way. So try to be as enthusiastic as you can while you're practicing, and then that will mean that you, you naturally do it on test day. So that's the short-term solution, and that works really, really well. But as always, you have to do it. You have to practice it. Now, the long-term solution, um, this actually came from a student of mine, um, and it was, it was an excellent idea and, and it really did help him improve his intonation. Um, he was really, really dedicated to sounding more and more like a native English speaker because he was going to Oxford University. So he was actually from Vietnam and he was worried that when he he got a place at Oxford but, and his, ex, his English was excellent, his grammar and vocabulary especially was really, really good, but his pronunciation needed a little bit of work. Um, and he was really worried that when he got to Oxford um, that people would judge him and, and he was worried that people wouldn't take him seriously if he didn't sound more like a native English speaker. So he really did want to, to work on his intonation. Um, and one of the things that he used to do to really help him improve his intonation was he, he loved the show Game of Thrones. Now I'm not saying that Game of Thrones is the, the only show that's going to help you improve your intonation and you might not even like the show, um, but the, 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 the theory behind it is brilliant. So what he used to do was he would, uh, one of the characters that he loved was a character called Jamie, and what he would do was he would watch it on TV and then he would put the subtitles on and he would uh, put the sound down so that he couldn't actually hear what he was going to say. So all he could see was subtitles. And what he would do is he would try to guess what the intonation was like and then pause it and try to do it and record himself. And then he would play it and listen to his intonation and then he would try to mimic it and, and try to put those two together. So that might sound a little bit complicated, so let me explain that again. So he would play a scene with no sound, but with subtitles. So he'd watch the scene and he would read the subtitles. And from the context, because context is really, really important for intonation, from the context, he would guess what the intonation was going to be. And then he would pause it record himself saying the line, he would just work on one line at a time or maybe two sentences at a time and then he would record it and then he would rewind it, 
then play it with the sound, listen to how the actor said it, and then compare. And what that did was it, it really forced him to think about the intonation because it is a mental process. It's, it's thinking about, okay, why would he go up? Why would he go down? Because the way that a lot of teachers teach intonation is they, they just tell you rules. So they say things like, you know, at a question, go up or down, or if it's this, you know, it's, it's very mathematical. It's very, uh, it's too logical for me, to be honest. And I'm a very logical person, but I don't think you can learn intonation by learning rules. It's not like that. I think the only way to really learn intonation is to immerse yourself in uh, by listening to how native English speakers um, speak. And you're not going to be able to do that if you live in Vietnam or Pakistan or the Philippines or one of these places where you're not surrounded by native English speakers. But a great way to get over that hurdle is to use podcasts, to use TV shows, to use movies, to use YouTube and to listen to them and, and the key is to think about why their voice went up at that point and why their voice went down at that point. So you could use that technique that he used with the subtitles. Um, another way um, that you could do this is uh, there are a lot of scripts available for famous movies. Um, so you can go online and let's say you love the movie Batman, Batman Begins or Batman The Dark Knight. Or, or any famous movie, it doesn't have to be Batman, but whatever movie you really like, download the script and you can read the lines and then mark on the, on the script, so you could print it out, mark on the script where you think it goes up and where you think it goes down by just up and down arrows. And then you can try and practice it, record yourself and then play the movie and compare your version with the version that comes up. Or what you could do is you could simply watch that movie and really focus on the intonation and, and pause the video from time to time, mark the intonation and think about why they went up or why they went down. And it's normally related to how they feel about something or, or conveying meaning. Um, another way that you could do that would be just to watch the movie and pause after every sentence or every couple of sentences and just try to mimic them doing that. But the key is that you you are doing something and you are thinking about the intonation because that's where the improvement comes. Because um, think about how people naturally learn intonation. My, like my little boy, he his mum is Vietnamese and I'm Irish. Um, and Vietnamese is a tonal language. So he's, he's at, at four years old, he is perfect Vietnamese and perfect English. Well, nearly, nearly per perfect for a four year old anyway. But the, the thing that he's really great at is intonation. His English intonation is way ahead of a normal four year old. And his uh, Vietnamese intonation is perfect again. Because Vietnamese is a tonal language, he really had to think about intonation. But we never sat him down and said, Tom, you really need to think about intonation and you need to think about how these word, words work and how they sit. We never did that. What he did was over the course of a four year period since he's been on this planet is he's constantly been surrounded um, by Vietnamese in form of when his mom and his mom's family is talking to him and English when people here are speaking to him. So he's naturally uh, thinking about that every single day. And he's through trial and error, he's uh, using that intonation. Um, and those techniques of watching movies or YouTube channels or something is, is mimicking 
how a baby, how a, how a toddler learns intonation by surrounding yourself with it and by, um, by, by doing it and, and recognizing when someone goes up and someone goes down. You don't have four years to learn it, so you have to do it a little bit more and actively think about it. Um, but if it, it, it's always amazing the difference between uh, a lot of the students I work with live in a native English speaking country. They live in the UK or Ireland or Australia and their intonation is normally really, really, really good because they've been living in the country for years. The people who live in non-English speaking countries, so they're still in places like India and Pakistan and Vietnam and they're not really in contact with native English speakers, they're the ones that normally need to work on their intonation. But the great thing is these days, we have podcasts, we have YouTube, we have streaming movies, and there's no excuse for uh, for not doing it. You just have to do it. And, and uh, not only is it going to help you improve your IELTS scores, but if you're moving to Canada or Australia or the UK or wherever you're moving to, it's going to make your life so much easier because intonation is so important for communication. And um, so whether it's for the purposes of work, whether it's for the purposes of um, you know just day-to-day -day life, it's going to make your life so much easier. So try that out. Let me know how you get on with that. Um, try the short-term solution um, and definitely try the longer-term solution. And, and the great thing about the longer-term solution is you get to watch movies or TV shows at the same time. So it's, it's pretty good. Thank you very much, guys. So that's how to improve your intonation. Uh, we will do another podcast on Thursday. What are we doing on Thursday, Justin? Um, Can't remember exactly what it is, but we're definitely doing one on Thursday. Uh, how to improve task two idea generation. Excellent. Okay, so a very, very, very popular um, request that we get is how do I improve my idea generation for task two writing? So that's what we're going to focus on. I'm going to give you a few original techniques um, on Thursday. Uh, here's a clue. We're not going to say brainstorming because brainstorming does not work. Um, so we're going to give you a few different ways to improve your task to idea generation on Thursday. Um, thank you very much for watching this and listening to this podcast. Um, what we do with this podcast is I have a course called the IELTS VIP course and we ask our students every week, what question would you like me to answer on the podcast? They submit their questions and we pick one for each podcast and we go into a lot of detail on that question. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you need help with your IELTS preparation, you can go to my website, ieltsadvantage.com. So if you just Google IELTS Advantage, it will come up. Um, and if you need any help with your IELTS preparation, feel free to send me an email, chris at ieltsadvantage.com, and we'll help you out as much as we can. Thank you very much for listening and a special thank you to all of the people who have subscribed to this podcast and gave it um, ratings and reviews. We really, really appreciate it. We This is our third podcast um, and a lot of people have watched or watched on YouTube and listened um, through whatever podcast app they use um, and subscribed. Thank you very much, guys. Really, really do appreciate it. Um, and that means that we'll continue to make podcasts. So. Thank you very much, guys, and I'll see you on Thursday. Bye-bye.